0: Good morning and welcome everybody. You're listening to The Breakfast Show on Faith FM, 87.6, 87.8 or 88, right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network. Positively different radio in the morning and you are with Lyle and... Gemma, good morning. Good morning, Gemma. How are you this morning? I'm tired. Really? Yeah. Why are you tired?
1: Well, this ties in with what I'm thankful for, but so I'm going to go first. You had a late night. Because, well
0: had a late, like, yeah, Gemma, 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 Gemma has been, yeah. okay, yeah. okay, don't tell anyone, but Gemma has been having a wild partying night. Oh,
1: goodness. <laughs> 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 I mean, I had a late night, but it was definitely not wild partying. <laughs> okay. But yes, yeah, so a late night. I'm thankful for my alarm. I'm thankful for my phone and that my alarm goes off in the morning. But the problem with today was because I was so tired, I slept through my alarm. Okay. So I rushed to get here this morning.
0: <laughs> I was still on time. So if you go so what's the volume on your alarm setter? Is it like full?
1: Oh it's pretty yeah, it's pretty loud. It does the job. And where do you normally. keep where do you
0: keep it? Is it like beside your bed or on under the Under my side pillow. Room? Okay, under your like, pillow?
1: Like ready to go to wake me up. Yeah.
0: Did it fall off and go under the bed or something? No,
1: it was there. It was it was loud and under my head I just I rolled over and turned it off and then went back to sleep. What were you doing last night? <sighs> a Bible study? <laughs> well
0: there you go. It was a, good, it was a good reason. You want, if you want uh, good sound sleep? Give a Bible study. There's your solution. You will sleep well after a Bible study, much better than uh, than what you'll sleep possibly after many other <laughs> late night endeavors.
1: So, yeah, definitely not partying.
0: Much better than partying. Much
1: better than partying. But yeah. yes, I am, I'm thankful for my alarm, although it didn't quite work this morning. Um, what are you thankful for today?
0: Ooh, um, I'm thankful for all the people buying stuff off of me at the moment.
1: Okay, cool. My, my Facebook oh, and no, is full I've of noticed. Things. I'm scrolling through my newsfeed on Facebook and it'll be like, Lyle has a plane for sale <laughs> or other bits and pieces. I'm like, okay, cool.
0: <laughs> yeah, one of them actually um, ended up on my, by accident, I clicked the wrong button and ended up on my... Uh on my Facebook feed thing, you know, my, uh-huh. um, and it was like, Oh, well, hang it, I'll just leave it there. It's interesting anyway. <laughs> and I've been, and I've been getting some interest in it there. So maybe I should be selling everything there rather than just on marketplace. Well,
1: there you go. I see everything you post. So okay. you know, it's reaching people. Cool. Well done.
0: Good, good, good. Well, share it on <laughs> things for sale on Lyle's page. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Big bloke right there. Well- Had this experience yesterday, went to pick up some cardboard boxes. They were the biggest, most massive cardboard boxes ever, and we had to fit them in our tiny car, so that was kind of an adventure. But that's because we're planning to move soon. That's going to be exciting. This is Peter, Paul and Mary.
2: Well, early in the morning, about the break of day, I asked the Lord, help me find the way. Let me find a, find a way
3: to the promised land, the promised land. This, lonely this lonely body needs a helping hand I ask the Lord to help, help me, please me please Find a way When the
2: new day is dawning
3: dawn about my healing
2: prayer I pray to the oh Lord, Lord, won't you lead me, me there. there Won't you guide me guide safely me. Don't Golden Golden you let his
3: Black body Your broken shirt I pray to Lord, Lord Won't you leave me, me please Leave me, please, leave me, me there, there.
4: When,
2: when the judgment, judgment comes come, Find the world in shame. in shame When the trumpet blows oh, Won't oh, you call my
3: name?
2: When the thunder
3: rolls Heaven's rain When the sun turns black Never shine again Never shine again When, when the trumpet,
0: trumpet blows Won't you call me please Call my name Peter Paul and Mary with Early in the Morning To wake up Gemma who had a very uh, late uh, night, night last night uh, Yeah Four hours sleep about that. That <laughs> must have been an epic Bible study. It was pretty good. Kind of bummed I missed it, but anyway. <laughs> One What's...
1: of us needs to be awake for this morning, okay? I'm glad you weren't there.
0: <laughs> What's our quiz for today?
1: It is a what number am I quiz, and the first clue is the chapter in Daniel that tells about Daniel and the lion's den.
0: Where did you get this quiz from? I
1: literally, this was the first one on top of the pile, okay? I did not pick this out. I'm just saying it's rather funny.
0: Okay, so uh, what chapter are we studying in 20 million movement right now? If you know the answer to this one, um, yeah, give us a call. Uh, 1-800-324-843. That's 1-800-FAITH-FM or text us on 491 What's our prize?
1: I don't know yet. I haven't picked one. Okay,
0: all right. I'm going to pick one in the next uh, song break.
1: Well, you don't even need to write down your answer because I know you already know what it is. So okay, just right, no, don't... It's no, fine. No, no, I believe yeah. you. I know that you know it. It's
0: okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So what's happening in the world of positively different news?
1: I have some cool stories. The okay. first one. Okay. Are you ready? I have what? some
0: positive news this morning too.
1: <sighs> Still in my thunder again.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely.
1: <sighs> okay, well... Going after it. I'm going to go first though. All is right. that okay? Yeah, yeah, you can have it yep. first. Okay, great. So a lady in Florida whose whose name is Donna? She got in some trouble. She lived in a in a condominium complex, right? So a very nice condo. Um, and in her condo, there was a shared social room space, yep, right? Yep. And she was using that to do Bible studies. Cool. It had a piano in there and some nice couches and things. And yeah, she would um, invite do. members that lived in her condo to come and do Bible studies with her. Yep. Um, she was a she's a Seventh Day Adventist lay minister for a number of years. She ran a soup kitchen um, over in the states. Her and her husband, and yeah, so she's retired now and lives in a condo and is running Bible studies and it's great. Except she ran into a problem um, when the Homeowners Association barred her
0: from doing doing Bible Bible studies. studies. Mm -hmm. What kind of a Homeowners Association is that?
1: Somebody uh, had reported... That they, you know, had concerns with what she was doing. It wasn't, you know, she shouldn't be allowed to use the community space for religious purposes. <laughs> what are and these people on? Yeah. So, she got into a little bit of trouble. Um, Everybody does this. She came down uh, to the social study area um, and there was a, there's a piano that lives in there and a big sticker across the piano says, Any and all Christian music is banned. What? I know. Somebody, what kind of yeah, people did you yep, live with? In there had a serial... Well, people that needed Bible studies, obviously. Indeed. Yeah, so basically what she did is um, she decided that she wasn't going to take that, so she filed a federal complaint against her homeowners association. <laughs> 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 so, good on, yeah. good on Donna. And she won. Of course. Because, yeah, of course, what they, what <laughs> they were trying to do was a little bit... Ridiculous. Well, yeah, well, a little bit, yeah. So, um, she won and uh, has been able to continue her Bible studies, and uh, now she uses the piano all the time to play loud worship music and loves it.
0: Yeah, well, if you're going to have a piano in there you're going, and you're going to live next door to that particular uh, room, you have to recognize that music is going to be played on the piano and you have to recognize that everybody within the building is going to play their style of music. And so you've got to be open to listening to whoever's style of music is being played beside you. That's part of, you know, renting or buying that particular Um, condo in that particular area. It's like, there's a public space here, there is a piano, Mm. they have parties, they have Bible studies. You would think that they would be super glad to have Bible studies there because that would be making a lot less noise and disruption than, you know, birthday parties and the usual, you know, the typical kind of things that happen in, in these general spaces.
1: Yeah, there's one line in the letter that she was given when, you know, it was first addressed as a problem and it says, prayers and other religious services, observations or meetings of any nature shall not occur in or upon any of the Common elements.
0: Someone was trying to use big words to To make it sound sound like like they had a law degree. Yeah. And and feel intimidating.
1: But yes, the Fair Housing Act um, with Arthur, she did some research and she went to court and was like, hey.
0: You can't do that. You can't,
1: you can't do that. Um, basically, it dis- it stops the discrimination of race, color, uh, origin, religion, sex, and disability when renting, buying, or securing finances for a home. So she was covered under a numerous number of different acts and. Um, so, politics. so the the, the question
0: that goes through my mind is, and and I'm just baffled by this. Okay, I can understand if she's playing a lot of music there people would might get upset by the sound, you know a bit of sound pollution, mm. but a bible study is a quiet kind of thing.
1: Yeah, a bunch of people just sitting, reading, discussing. Reading and sharing quietly. and discussing. It's like a what book was club.
0: Like, what was on. the objection? I mean, it is it's, it's the same as a book club. Yeah. What is the objection to that? I I I just, I just I'm just it's beyond me. I'm staggered right and now. And the
1: common room that, what was that th- she was using is designed for that kind of thing. Like That's there are books purpose. everywhere, there's a piano, there's couches and chairs and, you know, it's, yeah. it's organised like a library. There was right. bookshelves and things. So she was using it for its, you know-
0: reason we've seen many of these kinds of common rooms they often have them you know in apartment buildings and so forth it's it's the it's the community hub for that particular community it's a great place to build community a great way of building communities by having you know religious services there and you know if they were restricting like oh we can only have christians we can't have muslims or something like that then yeah i could see that there'd be an objection but it's open to everybody Yes. So long as you don't do something illegal there, you're not selling drugs or, you know, plotting murder and mayhem, then it's, it's okay.
1: And it's funny, like we talked about, you know, like it being like a book club and, you know, that's what it's designed for. But the lawsuit actually argued with the management, had discriminated against them and others on the basis of religion. The suit also alleged that prohibiting prayer before meals and refusing to allow them to call it a Bible study, but rather a book review. (laughs) <laughs> can you differentiate so you have, have, a bible study to a book have, review uh, Yeah, she was she, allowed to she have, could have book she, she reviews
0: could, she could have um, just completely ignored it and said we're going to have a book review and we're going to sing some songs about the book that we're reviewing <laughs> <laughs> save her going to court
1: <laughs> but yeah good on but her again, she, didn't, uh, she knows she's going she to win she's down, not gonna, yeah. it's not going to cost her anything yeah that's it so she's still doing bible studies yep so congratulations that's awesome what a win
0: it's a win It's kind of sad, though.
1: I mean, the fact that she had to fight in the first place is a a little bit sad, but it's positive news because she's still doing it.
0: It's sad that there are people like that in the world.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I have other positive news. It's pretty aggressive.
1: It is. It is. is. Yeah. I have a cute little funny story. Okay. Cute little story. Go ahead. Um, Four friends moved into a house Mm -hmm. in the UK and they noticed a dog in the window of the neighbor's house. And they were like, that's such a cute dog. So they wrote a letter to their neighbors, which basically says, um, the other day we noticed our four, a four legged friend looking at us through the window when we arrived home from work and he or she looks like the goodest boy or girl that there is. If you ever need someone to walk him or her, we would gladly do so. If you ever get bored, you know, hit us up. If you, if you ever want to come over and brighten up our day, Bring along your dog. And basically, they write this entire letter. Um, <laughs> if you ever want to walk past our balcony again with the dog, go, go for it. Um, and we hope this doesn't come on too strong. But our landlord does not allow us to have pets. And we've all grown up with animals. The adult life is a struggle without one. We look forward to hearing from you or not. Yours sincerely, the boys from number 23. <laughs> <laughs> Epic. And they sent this to their neighbor. And the neighbor responds in the most hilarious, amazing way as the dog
0: oh yes read it read it i've got to hear this dearest
1: boys what a treat it was to receive your letter on the subject on the subject of treats i like them a lot big ones meaty ones cheesy ones oh sorry where was i (laughs) i am two years and four months old and i am a lab cross german shepherd um but chris and sarah rescued me from a doggy hotel and you're right i am the bestest girl how did you know i am very friendly i love meeting new people and would be great if we could be friends i must warn you the price of my friendship is five ball throws a day and belly scratches whenever i demand them (laughs) we understand it is hard to find pet friendly rentals and life just isn't full without a dog in it i'd love to hang out with you whenever you fancy give my servant chris a text with the number uh, and we can arrange a meetup. Look, look forward to <laughs> licking. Big. Look forward to licking you. <laughs> <laughs> so um, they they did meet up. These guys met with their neighbours and the dog, and they took a big group photo and posted it on social media alongside with both of these letters. And it was just the cutest story. And the dog was so cute. It's like wow.
0: Yes, everybody kind of needs a dog in their life. I agree. Yeah, I think I think so. Um, although, although I was just reading about a um, a community in Melbourne where. Pets are not allowed. Sad. It's kind of it's kind of in the bush, and it's like living in a national park, and so they have lots of native animals in their front yard all the time. Oh, so it kind well, of makes, makes up sense. for it. And there's you know they've some of the residents have um, hand raised. Some uh, native um, orphaned animals and that mm. kind of thing, but mm. no non-native animals allowed.
1: Yeah, but in this situation, they weren't allowed to have pets either. So it's fantastic yeah. that these neighbors were All lovely enough and kind enough to
0: let them come and visit their dog. Absolutely, that's this is the kind of things that make the world go round in a really positive way. You know, that's people right. just people just being you know positive and creating a sense of community. This is Candice Bergen. Catch the vision.
4: Here we are, Lord. Help us stand. We will fight if you're in command. We will stand true like a needle to the pole.
0: Guys, that was Candice Bergen with Catch the Vision. You're listening to The Breakfast Show. We're about to have another clue for our quiz.
1: The clue is Before a girl's turn came to appear before King Xerxes, she had to receive treatments with perfumes and cosmetics for this many months. Yeah, so how many months? If you know the answer, give us a call, 1-800-324-843 or send us a text, 91 64 669 and you will get a prize that I haven't picked yet. But I'm going to. I will pick a prize and it will be yours. Yes,
0: and it will be amazing. Okay, so what shall we talk about in some more serious news? You want our Corona daily update? Yes, please. Uh, we're over 40,000 now, over 900 deaths. And the first indigenous cases have arisen outside of China. Ooh. So basically, it has now broken free from China. Uh, it kind of worked like this. Everybody, up until this point, every person who had uh, contracted coronavirus had been in China. Right. So there was no native infections outside yeah, it wasn't of China. Starting and so the, anywhere else. the whole yeah. idea was to quarantine it and to not have a spark mm-hmm. because the average person who catches corona infects another four people.
1: Oh wow!
0: Okay. Yeah, um, that's a and bit so, of a big rate. Yeah, like- it's a it's a big rate, and that'll take over the whole world fairly quickly. And so, you know, they're really hoping not to have another spark outside of China, but they've got two of them now in mm. uh, France and the UK. Oh wow!
1: Okay. They kind
0: of thought it would be it would spark off in Africa and sweep through Africa, but. Um, Africa surprisingly for a incredibly poor country has had to deal with some terrible diseases and so they do know they do know how to do quarantine yeah um, it's probably the only thing that they're really good at but they are really good at uh, at quarantine but anyway um, that's where we are up to with this particular pestilence and the Bible says that these kind of pestilences would become more and more common the closer we get to the end of time mm. anyway I'm gonna change the subject, and I'm gonna stay with health. And this is one of my kind of rant subjects.
1: Ooh, I love a Lyle rant. It's always interesting.
0: Okay, so this starts with a story about Sikhism.
1: I don't know now, what this,
0: that is. It's a religion. Okay, It's cool. one of the world's big ones. Okay, cool. Um, it's a little bit of a bit of a mixture between you know Islam, Buddhism, Hinduism, so forth. Okay, it originated cool. in India about 550 years ago, mm-hmm. and um, in Southall, London. Place called Little Punjab. Um, they have the biggest worship centre, Sikh worship centre, outside of India. And so they decided to celebrate their 550 year anniversary by mm-hmm. endeavouring to mm-hmm. sign up yeah. 550 organ donors. What? Yes. That's kind of cool. That's epically cool. Wow. five That's a huge number too. That's a big number. And one of the things that they were facing was that, you know, the whole philosophy of Sikhism, which is based around self-sacrifice. Right. Um, which, you know, is very, very, very powerful amongst that particular religion. is kind of lost within some of the culture when it comes to um, being an organ donor because they found that very, very few Sikhs had signed up to be organ donors or um, – In the British system, a lot of them had opted out from being organ donors. And they were like, why is this? This is the complete opposite of our ethic, of our ethos as Sikhs. Yeah. This is is against our religion. Yeah. And so they started to look into it and they found that there was a whole bunch of um, myth surrounding it. There was a whole bunch of misunderstanding. There was a lot of Sikhs who just assumed that um, it was impossible for a Sikh to be an organ donor. A lot of people had no idea that there was no that the that the Sikh theology, so to speak, actually very very strongly supported being an organ donor. Yeah, wow. And so they're like, we need to address this. Hmm. So we will, and so they did.
1: And they signed up 550 people. Uh, they
0: well exceeded that number. Um, but yeah, giving help to others is a core Sikh belief, and self sacrifice is a core Sikh belief. This is why mm. Sikhs are the scariest warriors on the planet. Um, because they will sacrifice themselves rather than, you know, they just fight to the death kind of thing. Um, but yeah, there's no taboo of it in any kind of Sikh theology whatsoever at all. And the objection to it is just cultural issues and assumptions. So what they noticed was that 70% of indigenous Brits um, were organ donors, but only 40% of Asians or people of Asian descent living in England. Uh, were organ donors, and they said they decided to do something to start reversing that process. Yeah, wow. So, yeah, organ organ donation, I think, is something that uh, is incredibly important for us as Christians. Um, It's good to see Sikhs leading the way here. I think that uh, Christians can do a lot to do the same thing. Of course, historically, we have a much higher level of organ donation than the Sikh community, Uh, But the Sikh community is certainly being very proactive about this, and and I think this is something that Christians need to be proactive about as well.
1: Are you an organ donor? Yeah. Yeah, cool.
0: Always, yep. Um, The interesting thing here in Australia is that two-thirds of Australians, so about 70% Mm -hmm. of Australians um, support or, 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 or want to be, Um, or would choose to be an organ donor.
1: Well, 70% was the same as the UK, so that's pretty...
0: Same as the UK. Same as as indigenous UK.
1: Yeah, okay. That's a pretty high percentage, though. Like, that's not bad. That's not bad.
0: It's not bad. But only one in three Australians have opted in. As an organ donor.
1: Yeah, okay, that's a bit sad.
0: Because we don't, we have an opt-in system rather than an opt-out opt system. Yeah. And I think that is wrong. We
1: should do it the other way around. It makes more sense.
0: Absolutely. Just have an opt-out system. If you want out, then jump on the website. Because I mean, if the you majority,
1: know, can, we're getting three quarters anyway, so the majority want in anyway. Yeah, so that's you right. Might as well. There's
0: just, there's just, a, there's just a whole third of the population here in Australia mm. that haven't got around to going to you know serviceaustralia.gov.au and registering as an organ donor. Good plug. Absolutely. Um, There's Australian Organ Donor Register. Just (laughs) Google that or serviceaustralia.gov.au. Nice. And, And there you go, and you can sign up to become an organ donor. There's that popular bumper sticker that used to be around back in the day, kind of cheesy, but it sort of made a point when it said, you know, don't take your organs to heaven. Heaven knows we need them here. There
1: was a bumper sticker. There that was, was a bumper sticker
0: used to get around, you know, back in the day of bumper stickers.
1: Oh, that's awesome. Heaven knows we need them here. That's so good.
0: Yep. we Right, right now in Australia, there are 1,400 people in need of organ donation. Oh, wow. You know, and if you're one of those people and you were on that waiting list and you're staring death in the face... You know, how would you feel if someone's like, "Yeah, I didn't get around to um, registering."
1: Oh, I just didn't have time. Yeah, I thought about it, but eh.
0: It takes like thirty seconds, Mm. and I believe that this is our Christian duty. And I, you know, I don't know who's listening to uh, our breakfast show this morning. Maybe you're not a Christian. Maybe you're not a religious person at all. Then all the more reason to be an organ donor.
1: Yeah, if you don't think anything's going to happen, then why, why? And if you're of a different religion,
0: if you're of a different religion, don't let the don't let the Sikhs and the Christians get ahead of you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that would be that would be terrible being left <laughs> behind like that um, <clears throat> I also I also am a very strong supporter that um, the opt-out should be there and no family restrictions allowed so even in Australia with the opt-in system that we have you can opt in mm. but if in if on your deathbed or after your death your family says no she's not going to donate her organs they can still refuse that to happen I don't believe even I believe if that, I've already I said believe yes. that a person's Last, you know, their, 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 their will, their request, yet should be inviolable.
1: Yeah, even if I've already said yes, even family can say, oh, yeah, that's weird.
0: It is, and it's wrong. I mean, here in Australia, only 10% of family members say no, but they, 10% do. Well, yeah, that's still 10%, yeah. How many lives do you think you could save with your organs if you got hit by a bus in the next 15 minutes?
1: Ouch, Lyle.
0: <laughs> <laughs> a few, I don't know, three, Nine. For what? Nine? Nine. You wow. can save nine lives. Don't sort of think about it like, oh, maybe I'll go hit by step my... in
1: front of a bus. Thank you, Lyle.
0: <laughs> that's not that's not <laughs> the point of what I'm talking about. But if something bad was to happen, I, could I would like people. to know that I was able to save up to nine lives, and that you know, at least your death is worth. That is kind of amazing. At least your death is worth something. Yeah. If you're an organ donor, if you're not an organ donor, so often it can be. Worth so much less.
1: Like you're giving nine people the chance to live a full happy life.
0: And, and think of, you must know some people who are recipients of organ donors. I do. You know, you know any?
1: I don't know if I do.
0: I know several people who are recipients of organ donors and they are so thankful and they carry with them the name of the person who donated their organs very, very closely. Mm. You know, as, as somebody that was that they just have tremendous honor for, you know, they died in a terrible accident or something or other, and uh, but they get to live. Um, as a result of that uh, i think there's some uh, you know some great lessons there you know jesus gave his life so that we could live um and if we can help others live in some way then we should do the same thing i think it's our duty to do so anyway uh what have we got here grego pillay uh, one of our local uh pastors song leaders with calvary Uh, guys, that was uh, Grego Pillay, uh with Calvary right here on Faith FM. Before we jump into our, our interview of the day that Gemma has organised for us, we have another clue for our quiz. What number am I?
1: The next clue is the number of towns set aside as cities of refuge.
0: See, we probably should have started with that one.
1: You reckon that one's more tricky than the first one?
0: It is a little, a little bit more uh, tricky than the first one. Um and But anyway, we need to announce what our prize is And our prize is the U-Turn book Which is all about good health Okay, so U-Turn Book about nice. good health That nice. will be your prize today If you can tell us how many cities were set aside as cities of refuge Well, you know, I think both of them are about just as hard as each other But I think that Seeing as what we're studying to, 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 at, at the moment with our 20 million movement, it kind of was the first one.
1: The second, the second clue was a bit better. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Well,
0: yeah. Okay. All right. Who's, who are we interviewing today?
1: Dan, are you there?
0: Hello. Uh, hello. Hello, Dan.
1: Good morning. Good morning, Dan. We're interviewing Mr. Dan Higgins.
0: We are indeed. And a special thank you for uh, Dan, because we sort of said, can you do it today? And then we said, can you do it next week? And we (laughs) said, can you do it next month? And then we said, no, can we go back to (laughs) to today again? So we do thank you for your patience this morning and and being able to come on air today. No, it's
5: fine. Um, I I like living life spontaneously and just doing things when they happen. Uh,
1: We're very thankful for your spontaneity today. (laughs) You're Um, welcome. Dan, I just want to talk a little bit about, um, yeah, what you do, uh, especially what your hobbies are, because I know that you've got a couple cool projects in the work and some things that you've been uh, messing around with for a while.
5: Yeah, look, I have, a, have my hand in a lot of different things. Um, I guess music being one of the big ones, um, which we'll talk about. But um, yeah, I really enjoy a lot of different things. I love, I love being out in in nature, adventure, you know, all those sort of things. Um, I'm a surveyor by profession so that gets me around the countryside a lot Um, but yeah music is a big passion of mine Um, I love getting out and helping people and um, uh, yeah I I think for me it's it's always about growth too so whatever I'm trying to do I'm trying to learn and grow in life so there's lots of different areas I enjoy
1: yeah (laughs) that's that's awesome And in regards to music, you've had some opportunities to go to studios. You've done some recording. You've um, released some official mm. music, um, Spotify and iTunes, and things like that. How is the process of actually going into a recording studio?
5: It's very, it's very awesome and a um, true blessing. I, I've been to a few studios over the years. Just recently, I've finished recording my debut album, which is coming out this year. Um, and just working with different people and seeing how they, how they. How they creatively bring music together and and put their their color on your music and working with different artists and people it's um it's really awesome to see how different people work and um bring what they have to the table and uh, for me it's it's been a real part of my journey and growing a musician is, is working with other people when you're working are important.
0: When you're working in a studio, are you uh, generally working with other Christian people, or the um, who, who who totally get Christian music, or are you just working with you know just an ordinary uh, um, studio that's just running as a business?
5: Yeah, a bit of both. Um, I have people that I work with, which I know will get my music um, from a Christian point of view and will really help that that message get across. Um, but I also really enjoy working with people who are not Christian for the sake of. Um, you know, I have an opportunity there to also to share with them. So that's primarily I, I do a bit of both, you know. And for um, me, it's about it's about how I, how I can influence them as another human. That's what I really try and bring to the table through my music. Yeah. So and uh, guess, with you
0: know, with, the, with the with the music that uh, you're playing, are these originals, or um, are you playing other pieces as well? What, what what kind of music have you got on your album?
5: I write a lot of my own stuff. Um, at the moment, I'm, what I'm working on is my own music. Um, but I also, yeah, get the opportunity to do covers and, and, and things as well. But I, I primarily enjoy, um, writing my own music and sharing my story and journey through that. That's what I really love and enjoy about it for sure. Um, and, and yeah, so my, my journey in music began quite a few years ago. When I was young. I was about five and, um, I think I my auntie got me up in church for the first time actually and she made me sing um, Jesus Loves Me and that's kind of, I don't know, I that kind of sparked an interest inside me to continue doing music and it wasn't until my late teens, early 20s that I really began to um go deeper into it as far as songwriting goes. I, I reached a point in my life where um I was questioning a lot and I didn't know what purpose in my life was and really quite a dark place but out of that um, God reached reached through um, through me and gave me a message in, in music and um, that particular message is, is one which I really really love to share yeah
1: yeah so one of the songs we're actually going to play next for everybody to hear is a song of yours which you wrote called the hand Do you want to tell me a little bit about mm. um, your writing process for how you came up with that song um, what the song's about um, how long ago you wrote that?
5: So it was a few years ago now, you know, 2014 or 15 that I wrote it. I remember I was sitting down at the kitchen table one day and I was just, um, I was talking to my mum and I just said, I, I got to a really um, hard patch with um, a relationship breakup and different things and I was just really struggling at life and I, I just didn't um, I didn't have any clear vision as to, to what I was meant to be doing. But deep down, I always knew, and this is something which is incredible for me, is faith. Um, I always had a faith in, in God and that his plan is greater than ours. Um and so for me I, I wrote this I wrote this song at the hand out of it's an encouraging message actually at the time for another friend who was going through a difficult patch but this song it, it's one of these songs which just came you don't expect to write it and you don't know where it came from but the melody and the lyrics just came out of nowhere and um, I, I felt it was it was God telling me a message that you know no matter, matter what you're going through in life um you may be difficult at times, but just keep holding on because there's better days ahead. And God's hand is always there for us to help us through. And at the same time, you know we often go through life thinking we're alone, but we're actually not. Um And it's it's an encouragement song, I guess, for us to also reach out to people and to encourage them through life and to help them get through difficult times. Um And that's the essence of the song. The song is called "The Hand" because the hand is um, basically helping us through serene life, whether that be God's hand or another person's hand. Um, and that, and that's where this song was born. And I didn't actually do anything with it for a couple of years. Um, in 2017, I decided to, um, record it and release it as a single. And it's one of these songs where I, I prayed the whole way through that, that, um, God would use it to his glory. And I didn't really want to, uh, the message of the song was so important to me that I just wanted to get it out there. And, um, God really blessed, and it actually got into, is in the um, top 40 country charts in Australia for about 10 weeks, Um, and it really, it really got cut across through to people, which I never would have thought it would, Um, and that was, that was a true blessing, absolutely.
0: Well, Dan, I was just about to ask what uh, what kind of music that you play and what, what genre it would fit into, but you mentioned it was in the uh, top 40 um, in country music, so we're assuming it's country music, and uh, you play the guitar, other instruments as well?
5: Yeah, I'm a, I play a variety of instruments. The guitar, the main one, and then I, I play banjo, um, a few different things, mandolin, harmonica. I try to um, yeah, play quite a few. I guess it's just me being creative and having... Different ways to put music down is is what's important. But the the country country folk with folk country is kind of where I categorise my music. Um, I, I grew up listening to a lot of country music, and for me, the messages in country music um, and just the authenticity authenticity in it is what what spoke to me. Um, and my my music isn't necessarily strictly country, like I. I look at the world from a Christian point of view, and and that that comes across in how I write. But I really want to I want to reach people um, in ways that haven't been reached before, and that's the essence of what I do is, is positive uplifting music with that in within that um, yeah space of country and folk music. So
1: when you perform and uh, when you do your recording, do you do it solo, or do you have a band or a group of people that you work with, uh, play other instruments and things like that?
5: I do a lot of solo stuff. Um, I've just played over at the Tamworth Country Music Festival. I had a band there for that. Um, it, it depends. For me at the moment, I'm, I will be venturing more into the future doing more band stuff. Um, but I, I just do a lot more solo things for convenience and things at the moment. Um, but I really enjoy working with other musicians when I get the opportunity, uh, because it just brings music to life and you, and you get to, yeah, have that experience with other people. It's, it's really awesome. Um, but I, yeah, I would love. In the future, I will be working a lot more with other musos in in a band format. So pretty keen.
1: Yeah. So you just mentioned you were at Tamworth Country Music Festival, and were you playing some of your original songs, or you were doing covers there, or what kind of happened during that time?
5: I did a um, a few different sets, um, but most most it was all originals. Um, and I think I did I did uh, six gigs in two days. so It was pretty busy, and um, just got to play different. Different, um, venues and areas in town. Um, and I, I think, you know, there is a, it, it, it's a great opportunity just to Tamworth is to get music out there. Um, I've been to Tamworth myself for the last probably 15 years straight. Um, I just enjoy going every year. Um, so yeah, I, I played, um, a couple of solo gigs, um, and then a couple with other muses as well. Had my, my mates up here at Lismore come and play with me from church, and um, they played a gig with me on, on the stages. So that was awesome, and um, yeah, it was a really, really great experience.
0: Do you play exclusively Christian music?
5: I, I do um, primarily. Um, yeah, I, I guess you can brand it as um, Christian music in the sense that how I how I write is from a Christian perspective, in the way I uh, uplift people. Um, and then primarily, when I'm when I'm like, all my music is is um, that way. You know, I always look, view the world through a Christian view, and um, you know, I'm involved. I play a lot of um, gospel music as well, and involved with different things over time. If you had a gospel concert, so that was um, really awesome to be part of that. Um, so yeah, primarily, you know, what I what I do is absolutely from from my view of um, Christianity. And, uh, you know, there's the opportunity in music as well. Sometimes I play with other people and um, support what they do as well. Yeah.
0: You mentioned that uh, you pulled a bit of a band together from some mates up at Lismore. Um, Do you have a band that when you use a band they are your go-to or do you sort of uh, work with whoever's available at the time?
5: Well, I I prefer to work with people that will get and understand my music. Um, You know, you can kind of get anyone that will to be able to play with you but to actually get people to to understand um where you're coming from in your faith and Christianity um is important I think for me is, is making music. Um so I I tend to choose people along that on that line. Um but there's been often times where I just play with people that are there as well, you know, that have um you know, if I don't have a, a guitarist, I'll just say, Hey, do you mind playing guitar? And then usually there's someone that can play. Um but yeah for me for me it's a matter of seeing who's around really at the time and picking them.
1: You mentioned you've got an album coming out this year. Is that going to be like a mm. hard copy album that people could purchase or is that going to be available online or when is that going to be available for us to grab?
5: It's going to be a bit of both actually. Um, the, it's going to be available online uh, digitally um, and also the hard copied album as well. So the actual album release won't be until probably um, early next year, but this year I'm putting out two to three um, singles off the album and um yeah so the, the album will be out um yeah early next year. And it's a it's an album, it's all all got my originals on it and it'll also have the song with the hand on there as well as a an extra track. So yeah, I'm pretty stoked about it. It's been I worked in Sydney with um a producer down there. Um and he, he really brought the songs to life so I'm really happy about yeah happy, happy they've come up, that's for sure.
0: Dan, what would you like to see happen as a result of your outreach in, in music? I mean, obviously you're, you're you're playing in lots of you know very different you know different venues all over the country. Um, what what would you like to see happen as a result of sharing Christ through music?
5: I would like to. Well, my ultimate result would be to um, point people to see the need um, for God. Um, so I guess in my music I, I try to. I try to easily leave people with a, a question in their mind or or something which is going to spark an interest or, or a better way of life. So I think, for me, encouraging people to to um, look at their life and, and see where they can make change. So that's important for me, is encouraging that kind of growth. So I guess, ultimately, for me, um, pointing people to the kingdom of God is, is the ultimate goal. And what I, what I do in music and life in general, so that, to me, is the... The essence of it, and just to grow, grow faith through the trials in life. Um, we all have trials, but I think, yeah, just pushing, pushing through that with faith. That's what I really encourage as well, in people.
0: Fantastic, uh, Dan Higgins. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Breakfast Show. This is Dan Higgins with the Hand.
2: don't know why, seasons come and seasons go I don't know why, it feels warm before it snows But I know somehow, when you let your tears fall Someone will catch them before they hit the ground Don't know who But there's someone out there Thinking of you All they do is care They will drive all night To be where you are To let you know it will be okay Like a freight train you feel like solid pain But you know there's sunshine after rain Oh, I heard That you sent a prayer above Every word Was a heart filled of love If I could, I would Take it all away Let the music be a reason for you to stay I don't know why But I know there's a God that does He says, my child Don't fly alone more to life than your eye can see. Just leave it all to me. When life seems to be shades of gray, there's an open door. It was all part of a greater plan Love is strong, you need to take in There is always a hand to carry here.
4: easier said than done, but now there's a new approach to help us be more forgiving, a program called Forgive to Live. It's designed to help us all improve our lives. You'll discover the healing power of forgiveness, a relationship breakdown, long-term hurt, unresolved conflict. Through Forgive to Live, you can break this cycle and start living a more forgiving life. So if you're keen to take that first step, head to forgivetolive.org.au. You're listening to Faith FM, Positively Different Radio.
6: Could I have been the one that led the Saviour to the tree? I like to tell myself, oh Lord, no, no, we could." Heard it said that when we sin, our Jesus feels the pain. Could I be pounding those old nails in his hands and feet again? Lord, when the soldiers held you down that day and nailed your hands and feet, the could they see your pain and sorrow as the tears rolled down your cheeks? Did they hear you when you whisper? You know now what you do. Did they hear you when you cried out? I forgive you. No, no. is